Hello everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston to answer your medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning, Laura. Hi, Bob. It's so good to be here with you guys this morning on this hopefully fine day when we're not going to have too much snow and get a little more fall before winter really gets us. Spend some time outside, right? Yes, get, get your vitamin D. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have a few projects on my list for this afternoon to do All outside. Right. and um, I get to proctor my daughter, my children are both mostly remote learning because we have a very high-risk individual in our home with my very elderly father-in-law. So I get to go home and proctor an exam for my daughter's earth-space science. It's it's really been quite something, kind of catching up again on things I haven't thought about in more than 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's been an experience for everybody involved. And my gosh, they are doing things. My, my 10th grader is doing things in chemistry that I don't remember doing until college. It's, mm-hmm. it's really changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Our oldest is a fifth grader, but even looking at fifth grade, well, even my second grader's homework, yes. you learn some things <laughs> like, oh, I, the his, like history lessons and yes. famous people that you haven't yes. thought about for a while to remember who these individuals yep. were. Yep. So. I am pretty sure that I learned things that I don't ever remember having learned about the Revolutionary War and the Civil War mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's it's probably been good for me, but it's it's certainly a challenge, I think, for all parents right now. The pandemic has been, well, it's been very hard for all of us, but there's that extra layer for parents that are trying to step into the gaps that the teachers can't fill because the teachers aren't there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, lots of Lots of challenges, and uh, your kiddos are doing fine. Are they (laughs) embracing this, or some days are fine? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have uh, the the full range of the experience. I have one child who is just absolutely soaring and certainly misses being, you know, with friends and that social experience, but academically is is doing absolutely great very self-disciplined and I have one child who is really really struggling so Mm -hmm. it's it's the full range of the parenting experience in this time and you know there there just is no right answer um, right what you do with your children in in this environment right now um no matter what you choose it's a hard choice right so it's um I, we we all are in this together. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like all of the decisions I need to make right now are there's no yeah. good answer there's, sometimes. There's so, no good answer. Yeah. And and you're you're choosing the best of a bad option. Right. And um you know you're you're making that decision with incomplete insufficient information. Mm-hmm. So you know we just do the best we can and 
on we go. That's right. That's right. Well, we thank our listeners for joining us today. We're going to go to our first break shortly. Uh, We're here to answer any of your medical questions. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is on dementia. Um, So if you have questions specific to dementia that you'd like Dr. Johnston to talk about, um, but really any medical question, as always, is welcomed. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate-intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer your medical questions. So give us a call at 605-692-1430. Before our break, we are discussing just catching up on life and what it's like in these COVID times and decisions we're making. And um, we had a caller asking about their 87-year-old an 87-year-old person has a dentist appointment coming up for a cleaning and a checkup. Do you think it is safe for her to go? Actually, I do. Um, you know, South Dakota, of course, is a real hot spot right now. It's uh, We have a, a very, very high positivity rate. And I am, I am going to plead with people to keep their Thanksgiving uh, get-togethers very, very small. Think very hard about having only people in your household, people in your bubble in uh, there because the odds are very high that if you have very many people, at least one of those people is going to have COVID and potentially spread it to others. So, um, however, when it comes to the dentists, the dentists have really done a spectacular job at stepping up and improving safety. And, and they really have to because, frankly, the dentist is at much higher risk from you than you are from them. So they, you know, you can't have a mask on when you're in that dentist chair. Um, And the mask that they wear to protect themselves from you is also very effective at protecting you from them. So I would uh, maybe check with the dentist about, you know, what are they doing in the waiting room? Because you may not have the same uh, security from the other people seeing the dentist. Um, Are they making people wear masks and wear them properly in the waiting room and properly means it has to cover both the mouth and the nose preferably a two-layer fabric mask or a medical grade mask and not just one of those stretchy thin gaiters that a lot of people want to wear 
Um, some dentists, I think, are having people wait in their car until it's time for their appointment and then coming in so that you don't have that big waiting room full of people. Um, other people, other dentists have just really spread out the chairs. So I do think that it's safe to go to the dentist. Uh, if you have been going very regularly to the dentist, if you had your last six-month cleaning on time, um, you know, it, it's a reasonable thing to think about postponing. But I wouldn't postpone real long because we don't want to end up with uh, dental abscesses and other things that are, are more major concerns. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for that. We uh, mentioned earlier that our Prairie Doc topic this week is on dementia. That's what we're focusing on this week. And a caller says, what causes dementia and Alzheimer's? What is the difference between them? Between them. That is a really, really good question. And I think that, you know, it, dementia is a general term that means any form of memory uh, cognitive thinking, reasoning, remembering, um, difficulty with judgment, um, any kind of neurologic degeneration uh, that affects the brain and affects the way somebody thinks is considered dementia. Uh, there are many different causes for dementia, and Alzheimer's is one of them, is probably the most common of them. Alzheimer's is tricky because there's not an easy single way we can figure out that this is Alzheimer's. Um, and many different forms of dementia can coexist. And particularly we see that with the two most common forms, which is the Alzheimer's and also uh, what we often call multi-infarct or vascular dementia, which is dementia that's caused by damage to the brain done by a lack of blood flow, by strokes, basically, by high blood pressure. Alzheimer's disease is actually uh, a degeneration of the brain where you see what you call neuro, um, you see these little tangles in the structure of the brain. But that's unfortunately something you can only see under the microscope. And that involves getting tissue. And that's not typically something that we do before somebody passes away. Mm -hmm. So largely, it is a matter of kind of pattern recognition. You don't see evidence of any of these other causes of dementia, um, either on the way the memory loss has progressed or on the testing that we do. Um, there's some pretty sophisticated testing that sometimes the neurologists will do to look at the fluid around somebody's brain, but that's usually something that we do in unusual situations, situations where maybe somebody is a lot younger than we typically see or the, the course doesn't seem to have followed a familiar pattern. So um, it is a difficult disease and it is really tragic and heartbreaking for families and individuals and uh, a very, very important area of research and development. So you mentioned Alzheimer's is a cause of dementia, basically, right? Yes, what, it, what are some of the other causes of dementia, most common? So again, the Alzheimer's is very common. Um, the, the vascular dementia, the ones that are 
caused by the same kinds of things that cause heart attacks. So uh, particularly high blood pressure is a, is a big cause for that. Anything that can cause a stroke, and strokes are, are fundamentally an important part of, of vascular dementia. Um, there are other types of dementia that are, are somewhat less common. There is something called frontotemporal dementia, uh, where it's degeneration of um, kind of more of the thinking part of the brain uh, that we see um, disproportionately with other parts of the brain. Uh, there are dementias that are related to uh, Parkinson's disease and other kinds of neurodegenerative diseases. Um, there are dementias, something called Pick's disease, which again is a particular kind of subtype of dementia, and that's important because it has implications for the things that we do and the way that, that we treat dementia and some of its side effects, it's kind of important to, to at least have an idea about which subtype of dementia we're looking at. So. so how is, let's talk a little bit more about how dementia is diagnosed and how you kind of differentiate the causes of it. So the biggest thing with dementia is kind of recognizing that there's a problem. And many people with dementia, um, particularly if their language skills are a little more uh, preserved, can really fool you. And um, they can fool family, they can fool friends. I know uh, a, a little personal story. I have um, some very good friends whose father was a, a very highly educated uh, gentleman, but also a very quiet gentleman. And it wasn't until we were having dinner one night in the the pre-COVID days, um, that we, we realized that there was a problem because he started talking about how there was something wrong with his computer and the computer was talking to him and somebody somebody was, was talking to him through the computer. And eventually we figured out that somehow the language protocol had gotten changed in his computer and it was trying to tell him how to plug in his um, his printer, but he couldn't understand that this what was going on with this, and uh, that was a very a very tragic situation. Um, and this is a gentleman who had I had lunch, I had dinner with this gentleman several times a month because mm -hmm. they were very very good friends of ours, and he hid it from all of us mm -hmm. up until that point. Mm -hmm. So uh, it can be very very sneaky very, very tricky. Uh, a lot of times couples, one will compensate for the other and they will hide it from their children, particularly if their children are maybe don't live right in town and don't see them very frequently. Um, the most important part is recognizing that something has changed, that something is wrong, that someone is not behaving the way they used to, that they're struggling more with decisions, that uh, maybe when they're tired or stressed, they don't make sense. And then from there, uh, we'll, we have some testing that we do to test how somebody's memory is working. Some of it is pretty crude and, and simple. Some of it will actually send people uh, to Sioux Falls, obviously. Some of our listeners are not in the Sioux Falls area, and mm -hmm. maybe they go to uh, Rapid City or other places. And we'll do a very sophisticated battery of tests that test how somebody 
perceives shapes and perceives patterns and can recall new information, can recall old information. Um, they're very sophisticated tests that, that may take a whole day mm -hmm. to do that, to look at somebody's memory. There's some basic blood work that we do largely to look for other things that can uh, impact somebody's memory, like a vitamin B12 deficiency, for example thyroid problems. Sometimes depression can behave very much like dementia. Uh, so screening and seeing if that person has dementia is important. Uh, usually there's some form of brain imaging, an MRI, or sometimes a CAT scan that looks for other potential causes or to give mm -hmm. us some clues. We can see old strokes. We can see blood clots around the brain, which can also act this way. Uh, we can see abnormalities in structure of the brain. So it's, it's kind of a complicated process that may involve multiple physicians and specialists uh, to de diagnose depression. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Dac Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40%? from 1989 to 2016 among women. The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is dementia. So we've been discussing um, causes of dementia and some things to watch for and how to um, reach out when you do see some of those things in your loved ones. Um, we had a caller asking about Louie's dementia. Do you know what it is? We understand it's relatively new. I think it's more that it's relatively newly made its way to the public consciousness and I include medical professionals in that. I do remember hearing about Lewy body dementia uh, in my training but don't remember studying very much about it. Um, it's a less common cause of dementia but again this is one where it is kind of important to to recognize simply because some of the things that we might consider using for other forms of dementia uh, can aggravate this one. And from a clinical perspective, one of the important things about this is that it tends to have um, kind of more what we would maybe consider psychiatric 
uh, issues with it, hallucinations, um, sleep disturbances. I mean, sleep disturbance is very, very common in um, dementia anyway, but a lot of times people with Lewy body dementia will, will have more issues with hypersomnolence, sleeping too much, being too tired, uh, more agitation, more... Um, more depression, again, the hallucinations. They have what we call autonomic dysfunction, which means that the autonomic nervous system, the one that kind of controls our heart rate and our blood pressure and our breathing without us having to think about it may not function as well. So these are people who may have more um, falls uh, they may have blood pressure dropping that causes more falls for them. Uh, so it is a, a subtype of dementia uh, and uh, an important one to kind of look for and rule out. Um, but fundamentally, a lot of the things it does for people are very similar. It can be difficult to distinguish maybe from Parkinson's disease because um, there tends to be some of that uh, those Parkinson-type symptoms uh, with the movement disorders associated with Lewy de body dementia, too. Okay. So there's a, a lot of different potential causes for dementia. Um, most people fall, again, into the Alzheimer's or the vascular dementia, um, but it is, it is very valuable to try to tease that out a little bit. You mentioned earlier that... Um, a stroke may lead to dementia. Is is that some, or, and you, I think you call it vascular dementia. vascular dementia. Is that something that usually comes pretty quickly or is that like an after effect many years later? A lot of times it is a kind of the cumulative damage of more than one stroke that will do that. Okay. Um, so, you know, strokes can have a huge spectrum of what they can do to people from, uh, I'm normal one day, and a week later, I've died from my stroke. Uh, smaller strokes over time cause lesser degrees of, of injury to the brain, and depending on where that stroke is will influence what you see uh, clinically for that person, whether it's uh, the, the paralysis that we're all kind of familiar with uh, or more you know, balance issues or judgment issues or language finding issues. And over time, enough small areas of the brain being damaged by little strokes that maybe you don't even recognize at the time can go on to form, to cause dementia. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. It's a, an ongoing issue. Yeah. So. Is there a common course that dementia takes for individuals and with that, how or what should family members do to keep their loved ones and others safe? That is a really good question. And I think that's one of the things that families struggle with the most. You know, when is it time for somebody to stop driving, for example? Um, because, again, there's, there's different things that dementia can do. And uh, some people with dementia are able to do the task of driving, but maybe they need somebody to help them with directions. Um, other people really can't do that. They can't recognize hazards and respond appropriately to hazards. And many times with dementia, 
that changes as time goes by. There are formal evaluations that can be done uh, that test somebody's driving skills. Uh, and I, if there's any concern about a family member or even yourself and your safety behind the wheel, I would, I would really encourage people to discuss that with their doctor and they can get a referral down uh, to Sioux Falls where, and again, I'm, there's other programs as well. I'm just most familiar with the ones in Sioux Falls. Um, to get a formal evaluation of their safety behind mm -hmm. the wheel. Um, typically, dementia is a more gradual process. Um, people will start having some minor troubles and maybe they need more frequent reminders, they need some uh, adjustments to kind of improve the safety of the environment. Uh, as the disease progresses, they need more supervision. Um, and, you know, may get to a point where it's not safe for them to be left alone because they might wander out of the house on a mid-December evening and, and get lost and be exposed to the elements um, that way or be in an accident or cause an accident. Mm -hmm. um, uh, over time, many dementia patients uh, lose the ability to to communicate, to recognize family and loved ones or people that are familiar with them, or they misidentify loved ones. Um, they'll identify their, their daughter as their sister, as their mother, and mm -hmm. uh, that can be very, very hard for families uh, and even harder when they don't recognize you at all. And that recognition may fluctuate, may come and go. Sure. Um, over time, they may lose the ability to communicate much of anything at all will often see their language patterns become more simplified, shorter sentences, more basic ideas, uh, less words. Um, some of them, I know I had one absolutely delightful lady who I, I just adored from the moment I met her. Um, and she had just such a fun history, and she was always traveling and, and doing all kinds of exciting things. And when I would go see her in the nursing home where she was because of her dementia, uh, I would ask her if she'd had any trips recently. And I knew very well she hadn't, but yeah. boy, especially early on, she could spin wonderful stories about the <laughs> trip she'd just gotten back to and the trip she was planning. And yeah. um, But as time went by, the details disappeared um, and she would respond less and less. And eventually she would barely talk at all. Um, she needed somebody to feed her because she was struggling with that and not recognizing what she was supposed to do with that fork and that spoon and and drinking that water and and many times that's how eventually it ends for dementia patients they just stop eating and drinking and fade away okay so so that's kind of that process and how we can yep. um what we can kind of expect yeah it tends to be more of a stair-step process for people with vascular dementia um you'll often they'll they'll be very steady and very stable for a long time and then they'll have an acute deterioration and then they get to their new baseline and and you know they may have some gradual decline but they also have more abrupt drop-offs and that's usually we suspect there was a new underlying stroke that 
that contributed there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio, and we will return following this informative message from Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here with us today. Uh, We've been talking about dementia and Alzheimer's and symptoms and kind of the course of that. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us about that. I know we'll all have an opportunity to learn more about that um, on tomorrow night's television show as well. And to learn about it from the experts. I'm really excited about this show. We have a neurologist, a very highly respected neurologist from Rapid City and a geriatric psychiatrist from Sioux Falls that are going to be joining us. And it's it's going to be a great show. And I expect I will learn some things. Yeah. So tune in for that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. And um, you can also always watch on the Prairie Doc Facebook page or catch it on YouTube later as well. Dr. Johnson, is there any other messages you want to give our listeners I, today? I want to send out a plea for everybody to get their flu shot. It's important every year. It's critical, critical this year. Our hospitals are f- are filling up fast. We're not going to be able to cope with a bad flu season on top of co- what we're seeing with COVID. It's, it's really bad out there, people. So please get your flu shots. Okay, get that done. Schedule it today, right? Schedule Make it today. Make a plan today. Uh, well, thank you for listening today. R- reminder to join uh, the Prairie Doc television program tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for The Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.